You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Monia Ben-Hamuda. Monia, thanks so much for being with me today. Hi, Bernard. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about your show, uh, really a collaboration called Remarkably Clear, Almost Visible at Ashes, Ashes. Um, I know the show closed on, in August of this year. But, but let's talk about this. The show is a, is a collaboration. Right? It's a two-person show uh, between yourself and uh, Michelle Gabrielle. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about how this, how this collaboration came to me? Because it's not a typical two-person show. You both were working together at a residency. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. Actually, uh, I knew Michele since uh, six years now. And uh, actually, we share our um, uh, studio in, uh, in Milan, where we are both based. And uh, we got invited since uh, like 2018 uh, in a residency in Western Massachusetts by uh, our friend curator Anthony Discenza. And uh, but uh, I mean we were like very full of uh, works and uh, I mean and exhibitions, so it wasn't easy at that moment to start traveling and stay like a couple of months outside uh, uh, Europe for us because we had many shows scheduled. Uh, but then uh, COVID uh, came and uh, <laughs> we were like super uh, free and uh, not super busy anymore. And we just texted again. Anthony said to the to him, uh, "Hey, now we have time to travel." And to came to Massachusetts, and uh, we are we were like just starting to think about um, our residency and uh, what we wanted to to do during this residency. Um, and talking with uh, Anthony, we both agreed uh, that um, it would be like very nice to do also uh, a, pre- a presentation of uh, our P- of our residency period uh, in Massachusetts, but uh, also maybe another show. Uh, maybe yeah, I mean, Michele knew since many years. Uh, uh, Ashes and Ashes, this gallery in New York, and uh, the gallerist uh, uh, Andy mm, was like really excited to to do the show with us. Uh, just uh, Anthony just called him and just said to him, uh, "Hey, I have these two European artists coming uh, um, this summer at my residency. Um, are you interested? Are you interested to do an exhibition with them?" And he was like really excited, uh, and uh, all these uh, just started like this. And we worked uh, so much uh, during the residency to do the presentation uh, in Massachusetts and uh, the two-person solo show in New York. And we both uh, um, uh, worked on our on our uh, pieces during the residency, and we. Uh, like for example, I worked with uh, uh, with a company in Brooklyn to uh, to do my my pieces, and also in Kelly worked so much uh, using a lot of materials that he could find uh, um, around uh, in um, in US, and uh, yeah, so it it was like uh, it. Like the show started like uh, like this, like the idea of the show started because Anthony invited us 
to do the residency, but actually me and Michele, we knew each other since, uh, since a lot. <laughs> so uh, it was like, I mean, uh, it was nice to do this, this show with him. It was like my first uh, two uh, soul exhibition in US uh, and uh, like the idea is uh, that uh, um, the relationship between me and this artist is really strong because we share our studio and uh, uh, also like uh, Michele is the first person that see my pieces while I'm working and when I'm when I'm finishing them and uh, it's the same for me it's I'm, I'm the first one that see his pieces ready and uh, we so I mean it was really natural everything was really natural so tell me about how you work together though because in a residency typically right everybody's in their own space they're doing their mm-hmm. own work and while there might be shared meals or conversations it's usually not people um specifically working together so how how did that work this was a collaborative residency right which is unusual in itself mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean uh, it's strange because uh, many many times me and michele uh, got invited to the same uh, projects and exhibition all around the world uh by people that actually doesn't know that we have this uh, uh, very close relationship uh, uh, and that we share our studio. So a, a lot of time it happened to us that, uh, uh, I mean, we, we did this, the, the same project and the same shows. And, uh, I mean, the exhibition uh, in, uh, in Massachusetts, I mean, the exhibition, it's more like, a, it wasn't really an exhibition. It was like more a presentation of the, um, of the residency period. And uh, I mean, uh, the the space was very big uh, because the residency was like uh, Anthony has like these three buildings in this uh, little city called Holyoke, just outside Boston. And uh, like these three buildings are like uh, one; uh, it's more residential. So we had our uh, our apartment, uh, and we are sharing the apartment. And uh, then there is like a little space for like, like as a studio. And then there is like the exhibition space. And the exhibition space was very big, uh, like, uh, like extremely big. Uh, and uh, like a pavilion, like a Venice Biennale pavilion. It was like very nice to have this amount of space to do uh, uh, a project. And uh, we talked a little bit about it and how we wanted to uh, mm, to find the best way uh, to present our work uh, uh, in the U- in U- uh, U.S. for the first time. And we both agreed uh, that uh, since we, have, uh, we had the, ex- um, the possibility to do an ex- a double solo show in New York, maybe it would be like a good idea, it would be a good idea to have uh, uh, like to cut the space in half and just div- divide the space in two and uh, uh, using uh, both half of the space to present a uh, uh, site-specific exhibition. And uh, I work it there uh, with uh, some wood that I found uh, inside, the, inside the exhibition space. And I just did this very big uh, um, in immersive work uh, um, related to my family and my culture in general, my, my Muslim family and my Muslim culture. And uh, Michele did another 
another project more related to his research. Uh, uh, it was like very different. Uh, and uh, then we talked a little bit of um, how we wanted to present the stuff in New York. And um, all the show is really about uh, uh, the relationship between us and how much uh, it's, it's really strong and it's really important. And uh, I mean, we talk uh, about art uh, every day uh, since six years now. And um, we knew that uh, our our way to see art could, like at the first glance, could uh, could be like very uh, different, different uh, in, in a way. But uh, actually, we are very interested in many many things that are the same, and we wanted to. Uh, make visible that uh, all our works uh, are very interconnected because uh, they uh, they develop in the same area of the world in the same uh, the same space uh, and uh, also like talking every day so much uh, and uh, sharing our ideas and um, so this was like kind of the idea, yeah. But yeah, we were sharing the the apartment and also the studio in Massachusetts and also the exhibition space. So yeah, it was. Like I love that. that. Yeah, it, it it sounds like a wonderful relationship, both both working and personal. To to talk about one of your works, to get into some of these issues of, of family and more. Um, there's one called "Denial of a Red Wing Blackbird Fighting a Gin." Um, mm-hmm. This is laser cut steel. There's uh, spices or powders on the floor. It's it's a hanging piece. It, it, it mm-hmm. throws shadows depending on the light. Um, can you tell me a little bit about it? Because I see things in here that may relate to family. I see things that look like, you know, calligraphy, which I know you, um, one of your parents was a calligrapher. But tell me a little bit about what's, what's happening here. It's, you know, I look at it and I explore and I'm trying to kind of pull a story out of it from part of that title, which is so interesting, Denial of a Red-Winged Blackbird Fighting a Jinn. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, tell, me, tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, um, all this theory, um, it's like an attempt to master my influences somehow, because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm half uh, um, from Tunisia. My father is from Tunisia, and my mother is from the south of Italy. And, uh, like, all my work since a few years reflects and it's a it's kind of an attempt uh, uh to master these influences and to uh trying to understand uh, inside the the culture of my family what is forbidden and what uh, is uh, it's allowed actually uh, because like uh, i was raised as uh, as a muslim um and also my mom changed her her beliefs she was catholic and after she um, she married my father, she became a Muslim, and it's my father that is a Muslim calligrapher, and uh, it was like, uh, also here, like the relationship by my, with my father, it was like really uh, filtered by this, um, um, this special need that, that both uh, of us had to, um, to do something uh, with art, and uh, how in our culture in general it's not so easy because actually Islam is a, a, an iconistic uh, religion, which means 
that uh, you cannot uh, um, work with figuration actually because it's forbidden. It's uh, only God can create uh, something that is figurative at, uh, and uh, and um, so it was like impossible for us to do um, I don't know portraits and this kind of stuff. So my father was really working with calligraphy and geometry and uh, it was like really a filter to, uh, to me and um, I just started since a couple of years to work uh, more on this theory about uh, um, the anachronism and the way that many um, artists, uh, uh, Arabic artists and Muslim artists use uh, um, actually uh, geometry and calligraphy to represent something in a way, but uh, filtered by some words and, uh, and languages uh, and it was like really inspiring for me and um, so you can find many examples of many of these artists working with figurization but uh, using these uh, abstractions, um, forms and shapes because they know that it's, uh, it's forbidden and it's like a trick, you know. And uh, it was like very important to me to understand uh, how much these artists and my father also in general uh, for my father was important uh, to represent something even if uh, he wasn't allowed to and the urgency that many artists have in in their own research the urgency of expression in general and uh, how these urgencies and our culture can collide in a way to find uh, new ways to extra uh, express ourselves and uh, that sometimes many rules uh, are actually, like in my case, all the rules of, of my culture and of my heritage and uh, religion was actually mm, not so strict, like they were stricted, but also like to, they were like very important for me to find a way to work uh, on something that it's more, um, how can I say, more, mm, more strange in a way, more filtered, and also um, more mm, mm, more free. Also, um, so all this series is, is related to that, and uh, the two pieces that, that you saw in the show in New York, uh, uh, it was like really related to this bird that I always saw uh, in Massachusetts. That it is beautiful red wing blackbird it's it's amazing it's all black with this this wing really red and um, so i just wanted to work on 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 this figure that was there for a couple of months uh, and um so yeah i worked on on that uh, and uh so it was it but was then, but then this this blackbird this blackbird started to but this blackbird is then um fighting with um a jinn, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And a jinn is, um, and it says denial of a red-winged blackbird fighting mm -hmm. a jinn, which, which really feels like, you know, a specific story that you're thinking of because a, a jinn is yeah. also a, a kind of spirit that, that, that inhabits the earth or, or inspires yeah, from, from what mm -hmm. I, I've read, but I don't know a lot about a jinn. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to I mean, understand that a little more. Yeah, the, the denial of a blackbird, this beautiful I bird mean, fighting. The, I, yeah, the idea of denial, it's related to what I said to you about anachronism and how much 
it's uh, kind of difficult for um, for me to uh, work with the figuration in general. So how much I have to avoid things uh, and uh, you know and also like to find another way and a trick uh, to to uh, talk about what it's important to me. And in that case, it was like this this blackbird. Uh, but like the story with the gene, it's um, it it was like very natural to me because I was uh, like the genes in in my culture are uh, are really uh, are really present because they can be something uh, uh, bad, but gene, uh, we have also like good genes and they are like some kind of spirits that uh, habit houses. Uh, and uh, I remember myself uh, um, talking with 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 my grandma uh, and also like with my mother and we were talking about, uh, I mean, I was like very young. I was trying like to do some portraits of my family. I was in Tunisia and uh, and my grandma was really worried about that. And she said to me, oh no, you cannot do portraits because it's forbidden, it's haram, which means forbidden in, in Arabic. And um, uh, so, like the because they, like she said that if you do this kind of stuff, if you do figuration, uh, good genes and angels cannot enter inside this home. So I mean, it's always like related to this and uh, like this kind of relationship between the figuration and uh, the good uh, the good genes and the good spirits that habits a house and how these two things can collide in uh, in this work, for example, that I that I presented. So it's like two different things that uh, fight, fight and uh, just to find a way to, to be present. And um, they're both really important to me and uh, because they, they were both uh, a present inside, in, inside my, my most important years while I was studying art uh, and I was trying to understand what I wanted to be and how much I was interested in art and also in history of art and how much I was like studying. I, I, I was born and raised in Milan, but uh, I mean, you know, my family is from, uh, from another country and uh, how much like it was like really difficult to me to understand uh, how much uh, all the things that uh, I was studying in Italy about Italian history, history of art, for example, was like kind of forbidden in the, you know, <laughs> in my house. And uh, and I'm just to find you know a, a way to uh, make these two things uh, collide, uh, and uh, this is the result I think. That's so interesting and and, and very beautiful really because it's a it's, it's a process of of understanding really right it's a process of of growing both culturally and and spiritually it seems when we talk about things like um, like a jinn and um, and what's forbidden you know those are. Those are powerful topics to explore and to and artistically that's in terms of aesthetics and and that kind of um, you know notion of what what you can't do is not what an artist typically grapples with right artists often think or like to think that they can do whatever they want and in this case um, there's another consideration which is which is so unusual and not what we typically hear especially not in the West of course Mm-hmm. No, it's true. I mean, in the beginning of my career, I was trying to avoid uh, all these, uh, uh, you know, 
all this information and all my family, how much they were like really inside my my practice, and I was like to avoid completely these topics. But then uh, um, I was like just trying to be more focused on myself, and I understood that all these things were so important to me. And uh, I mean, uh, I feel myself that I'm very uh, spiritually independent. But I was raised as, as a Muslim woman, and uh, I just—it um, was important to me to not avoid the, these, these topics because I just like with my stuff. I just want to be uh, focused, and I just want to talk by 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 my life also in a way. And uh, uh, how much I think that inside the, all my practice, uh, uh, many figures of my family are. Um, I mean, they were, they are really inside uh, all, all my practice and all, uh, all the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, and I'm just trying to be more open to this. Uh, and um, during, uh, um, this is funny because like during uh, uh, the COVID times, while I was locked in, inside house, I was reading uh, a lot of Jodorowsky um, uh, books. And I was reading about Mm, psychomagic in general and uh, I think that all my work it's really related to psychomagic in a way because uh, how I put myself in front of the work uh, how I think that doing uh, my works it's some kind of ceremony and um, I was also like uh, reading how much he was like super um, um, into this idea that uh, all the things that people do and all the um, the identity of people is uh, is kind of uh, very connected with their family tree, and all the problems that all the people having uh, are having are very very connected to the family. And uh, so I was just thinking about how much my family it's inside my work, and uh, I think it was like very um, very. Um, very important to me to under, to be more open about this and to you know give give the space also um, inside my work uh, um, give the the right space to all all my stories and my family stories and my heritage in general so yeah <laughs> well thank you for for sharing all of that it's uh, it's so fascinating and and, and really beautiful and, and powerful in many ways I. I want to ask you one more question before we go, which is mm-hmm. off topic, but what are you reading at the moment? So, yeah, I'm reading a lot of uh, uh, Ron Paget uh, uh, poems, actually, which I like so much. And I just discovered by this Jim Jarmusch movie, and uh, I'm reading now this, like, this book of poems called The Big Something. It's, uh, it's amazing. Actually, I, I bought it from Massachusetts while I was there, and uh, I just love him. And it's, it's so powerful and uh, so uh, very vivid in a way and very American also. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, it was very inspiring for me. <laughs> Monia, thank you so much for talking with me today. I'm grateful for your work, your show, and thanks for sharing all these details about it. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Okay, one second. I'm still here. I'm just going to turn off the recording.